everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with the one and only Mrs. L. Okay, I'm going to be very upfront to, for example, the people on YouTube because this is podcast, so we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for the visuals. My studio slash office is under construction. So right now, there's just a bare background. It's just a wall, my mic. And that's all we need at this point. But in due time, it will come together and it'll look good. I'm just doing some work on it, all right? But without further ado, I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be sharing the word, you know, updating y'all on what's been happening, what God's been saying. A lot of you have been asking me where I have been with the podcast because obviously I've been posting quite a bit of content on YouTube. But the Abide podcast is back. It just took a minute because you know, you know my process, man. I want to make sure I'm listening to the word of God and that I'm saying what needs to be said in this season and what he wants me to say and not what I want to say. So funny enough, today's episode is actually, (laughs) as I get right into it, Today's episode is more or less inspired by a conversation I had with a member of Abide in the Morning. Now, for those of you who don't know, quick ad, (laughs) Abide in the Morning is a program that I run on Monday mornings where I have a group of, you know, amazing young people and we're learning the principles of the word of God to help us, like, best word to use is to help us apply them. You know, because there's a lot of things where I can share a word with you, but what is the practical application? What are the practical things I need to do? And in that space, we talk about the practical applications. We talk about, you know, holding each other accountable to these things we say that we want to do. So in that session of Abide in the Morning, which was this Monday, today's Friday the 3rd. So Monday the 31st or the 30th of June was when, of um, the month before June, <laughs> was when we had this <laughs> May so anyway, one of the ladies in the, in the group poses a question to me, which was also a question she had posed in a Q&A we did on Abide. And she poses this question in such a way where she's speaking about how some of her favorite, you know, Christian influencers, Christian YouTubers were having a, I won't mention names, they were having a conversation on, on, their, on their YouTube with some guests. And they were talking about a specific topic. I'm not going to mention the, specific, like the specifics of it because you'll be able to think about who I'm talking about and I don't want that to be the case. But as they were having this conversation, some, some misinformation from a biblical perspective was shared. You know, making light of the expectation of God on a believer. And, and the issue that she had, or the question that she had was, hey, how do we deal? How do we process this thing when someone you've, you see as a spiritual, you know, someone you can look up to, someone who seems to be living this life and is, you know, doing great things as a Christian, says things that are not necessarily in line with the word of God and they have the ability to influence you and sway your way of thinking. If they diminish the power of what God is saying based on their lived experience, how do you deal with that? And listen, y'all know me. I was dramatic with it. I was like, she said, what? She did what? Because I couldn't fathom why anyone in a position 
of influence who calls themselves a believer would diminish the word of God, would diminish an instruction of God based on their lived experience. I would rather you say, this is how I did it. I'm not saying it's right. And I know this is how God feels about it. Not to make a blanket statement to say that, ah, the word of God in that regard, it's not that deep. Because that's how it came across. I said, oh no, you didn't. But that was the conversation. And in having that chat, I think it kind of stayed on my mind for the entirety of the week. Because I kept thinking about it and I went to go search the scriptures, you know. And here's something, let me share something with you personally. I am a big, big, big believer in making sure that everything I do, especially if it's under the banner of saying I'm doing it for the kingdom of God or for God, or God is going... You know what? I don't even want to say that. Because... By virtue of calling myself a child of God, everything I do represents God. Whether or not I'm saying God in that moment, whether or not my Bible is in my hand, you know, and I'm at church or not, me, listen, let's not play. Y'all know, and this is not a, a, this is not a flex or a pride or anything, but I want my life, my brand, Misha to be synonymous with God, with the love of God. It's funny because my mom named me Misha and the name Misha is from Eastern Europe and it actually means one who is like God. I always ask and I'm like, how did you know? (laughs) And it's funny because we laugh about it. She didn't know, but God knew. So this is who I am and this is who I want to position myself as. So whatever I say or do will need to come from the word of God. I can't now... This is what God says. And because I've lived it out in a different way, I'm going to say to you, it's not that deep. But you know what? This is not about Misha ranting about how other people on YouTube or wherever behave and talk. That's theirs. But I want to issue a warning. I want to be very explicit to say, if you are wanting to become a YouTuber and a Christian YouTuber at that, and you want to, you want to speak about the things of God and you want to share the word of God, Please be careful. If you want to position yourself as a teacher of the word of God, go read the book of Timothy about what are some of the, just the, 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 the things to note. Not everyone can do this thing because the weight of doing this, the consequences of doing it incorrectly are even bigger. Let me, I think it's in the book of Mark where Jesus says, if any one of you mislead these little ones, I'm still getting to today's message. If any one of you, he's speaking to his disciples. If any one of you mislead these little ones, you are worthy to be tied with a millstone around your neck and thrown in the ocean. Context. This scripture speaks to when the children were running to Jesus Christ, like physical children, wanted to come and play with Jesus and be around Jesus. And the disciples were shooing them away. And Jesus said, don't you ever mislead these little children. But when we bring it to a spiritual context and application, because remember, God speaks metaphorically, you know, with parables. He uses pictures and types. So not everything is literal. You mustn't take every majority don't be literal transcend the literal writing and look in the spirit jesus what did you mean when you said this and when he said that scripture and i'll put the scripture down here about the little children was that as the disciples 
them of the time who are walking with him and us in this day and age let it not be found that we are the ones who are misleading the little ones little ones not a physical child or by age but a spiritual child a spiritual babe that person who is desiring to know god and is coming to your youtube and is coming to your instagram don't let it be found that you are misleading that person with what you say with what you promote, with what you endorse. And don't come at me and say, oh, I'm not a role model. I didn't position myself as a role model. By virtue of you saying you are a child of God, people are going to look at you. Already we have a cloud of witnesses. Whether they're looking at you for a good reason, whether they're looking at you to learn from you, rather don't position yourself as someone who knows. Rather leave it alone. Stay in the background because fact of the matter is someone is always watching and whether you like it or not someone is making a decision based on what you say and what you do that's all i'm saying so if you're an influencer if you want to be i don't i don't even, i don't even like the term influencer whatever because i'm not i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm just getting weird about it but if you want to position yourself as a person who shares the word of god in that way on social media be careful be careful Let's get into the word of the day. So, today, it's, it's, in, the same, it's in the same brackets. Ne? I was reading Matthew, um, no, I was reading Mark chapter 8 this morning, Friday morning. Yes, I read it today. I'm recording it today. I'm going to post it today because God is good. Verse 13 says, and he left them and entered into a ship and departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. Ne? So the chat here is they were leaving and they didn't prepare. They were leaving to go to a new place and they weren't prepared. They didn't bring food. They didn't bring not just any food. They didn't bring bread. And this upsets Jesus. Jesus says to them, as he responds, Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus charged them. This is Jesus now speaking to them. It says, Jesus charged them saying, Take heed, be aware, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the, of the, of the Sadducees. Misha, what you mean? What are you talking about? What's going on here? I'm going to tell you. This is linked to what I was saying earlier. Funny enough. Jesus is traveling with his disciples. And he notes something of them. They left one place in their journey. They traveled from one place to another. Without having sufficient provision of bread. They didn't have sufficient. Actually they had no provision of bread. But now let's note something. What is bread? Bread is Jesus. Bread is symbolic. It's a picture of Jesus Christ himself. He says, is it in John 6, 35 or 36? He says, I am the bread of life. Are you moving with me? Jesus positions himself in the word as the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. And whoever eats of me shall never hunger again. When we eat of Jesus Christ, when we consume the bread that is Jesus Christ, we will lack nothing because we will be filled 
with him, his presence. He comes back, let's go back to Matthew, I mean to Mark 8, where he says to them, You left and you didn't have bread? You left, you left another place and you're traveling to another place. What am I getting at? They were journeying. They were making a journey. And on this journey, they were going to encounter Pharisees and Sadducees. On the journey, we are walking. We are going to encounter the enemy. We are going to encounter false priests. We are going to encounter people who are going to say things that don't align with the word of God. And we will find ourselves confused. We'll find ourselves like, what's going on? I thought I knew this thing, but now this person that I thought is saying... Let me link it. Let me link it for you. Let me link it for you. The Pharisees and the Sadducees are people who knew the word, who knew the scrolls, who knew the scriptures. Ooh. These are people who understood the word because remember, they studied the word. In, they studied the Torah in the temples. They knew of they knew of this god but they had no encounter with jesus who was right in front of them what am i saying be careful y'all are out here following people who claim to know god but have no conviction of god who can say whatever the heck they want because they have no conviction of this god there's no reverence in that i can say like and some someone even said to me that even in some of their these, these, I'm talking about various, you know, YouTubers and people. Because this is a sore spot for me. It's really a sore spot when someone misleads other people. Whether you're doing it intentionally or not, it's a sore spot. That someone in this YouTube thing was saying, in your answer, you don't have to be biblical. Huh? You can give your answer, but you don't have to lean on the Bible. And you, and you are positioning yourself as someone who speaks the word of God and teaches the word of God, but you have the audacity to remove the conversation from God? How, Sway? But anyway, we're neither here nor there. This is not me, let me be, this is not me trying to judge. No, let me not lie. Yes, I am. Let me, let me teach you something. Judging is a good thing. Judging is biblical. The Bible teaches us to judge. When God says test the spirits, discern the spirits, he means judge them. To judge is an is a ability to look at something and discern whether it's right or wrong. That is judging. What we cannot do is condemn people. We have no right to be jury, judge, jury, and executioner. That's God. We have a responsibility to judge every situation every person that we follow every person that we are in close proximity with judge them and be able to say this is good this is not good judge them and those of you who are out there on some only god can judge me you better be scared because he will he put us here on earth to be able to speak the word that will judge your thoughts judge your motives judge your actions so that before the time comes for the final judgment where there will be no forgiveness of sins you have made your repentance that's the good news of jesus christ that in this moment if you are walking incorrectly if you are walking in sin we've become a generation that is so scared to judge people but judgment on earth is good not in a condemnation but a judgment to say this is not right and what you're doing is going to end you up there 
If you keep walking down this path, that is where you're going to end up. That is to help you. That is, that is judging from a point of love. I don't want to see you perish. I don't want to see you die. And if I fail to judge you and what you're doing and be able to express from love that what you're doing is wrong, I'm complicit in your death. Hmm. I'm complicit in your death. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my goodness. That's not in my notes. <laughs> That's not in my notes. But let's get back to the scripture. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Let's get back to the scripture. Jesus says to them, how do you leave and you don't have bread? The disciples had forgotten to take bread. We, we, we be forgetting to take our portion of Jesus. We go out into the world and we haven't taken Jesus with us. Oh. Remember, bread characterizes Jesus. We go into the world and we haven't taken Jesus with us. How do you journey without God? He says to them, I'm warning you. As you journey, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the Sadducees. Misha, what is the leaven? I'll tell you, mama. I'll tell you, bro. Don't worry. Leaven is yeast. It's a, it's a raising or a rising agent for bread. It's, it's old dough that has fermented that was used. Today, we go to restaurants and we go to artisanal bakeries and they offer us um, sourdough bread. It's delicious. Sourdough. Sourdough is made from leaven. Yeast is old dough that has been left to rise again and to ferment to create that particle where it can, when it goes, ooh, when it goes into another batch of dough, it will rise and it will expand and it will multiply. Why does Jesus have a problem with the leaven of the Pharisees, specifically the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the Sadducees? Let me break it down for you. I'm going to bring out my notebook for this one because I went in. I, I wrote for you because we, we, we studied the word around these parts. The leaven is a representation of sin. Come on. The leaven, if you go back to the Passover, go back to the book of Exodus when, when Jesus, God, one, one man, one big God, <laughs> introduces the Passover. He says, make sure all of the leaven is out of your house. If leaven represents sin, leaven is corruption. So when God says to the Israelites, make sure there is no leaven in your house. What is your house? It's your life. Make sure there is no sin. There is no corruption. There is nothing that will remove you from the presence of God in your house. But now... If we fast forward and bring it back to life, God is saying to them in this moment as he walks with them, how do you journey with heaven? How do you forget to read the Bible? How do you forget to pray? How do you forget to take your daily portion of bread? He says in Matthew 6, when, when, when he teaches them how to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it. Give us this day our daily bread. The disciples forgot to take their daily portion of bread. We sometimes forget to take our daily portion of Jesus, who is the bread of life. When we fail, let me get to the point. When we fail to take, this is where Jesus is going. When you fail to take your portion of Jesus daily, you are susceptible to the leaven. Come on. The sun is bothering me. It's coming through my window, but the lighting is good. 
Let me, let me go again. When you fail to take your portion of Jesus, who is the bread of life, who is the unleavened bread, who is the incorruptible seed of God, who is our fresh manna day to day, when you fail to take that portion of Jesus, that part where he says, give us today our daily bread. The Bible says in, in, in Mark 8 verse uh, 14, 15, they forgot to take bread. Disciples of Jesus, believers, people going to church every Sunday, attending midweek services, you forget to take Jesus. If we, if we were a people with a chronic illness, you cannot forget to take your treatment. Believer, how do you forget to take your dose of Jesus daily? How? And this is what Jesus is asking them. But why? Why is it important that they have the bread daily? Take heed to beware of the Pharisees, the leaven of the Pharisees. I said to you, the leaven is yeast. Let me bring it back down. Let me not preach. Let me teach. The leaven is yeast. And if you bake bread or your mother bakes bread and you've seen the process of how yeast works, when you pour yeast into something, it is a rising agent. Every particle that touches flour changes the DNA of the flour and it allows it to rise and multiply. Are you hearing me? Yeast spreads through a whole bunch of dough. You will start off with a bowl, like a, a dough this big, as big as my fist. By the time you come back an hour or two later, it has doubled or even tripled in size. That is the power of the leaven. This can be good or bad because ultimately, Leaven on any level is influence. Sin is corruption that influences and multiplies in your life. And if you fail to have Jesus, who is the bread of life, filling you up, sin will overtake and fill that gap that you have failed to fill with Jesus. Am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. Sin spreads in a person. It spreads in the church. It spreads through a nation. And it overwhelms. It brings into bondage whatever it comes into contact with. I hope I'm clear. Jesus says to them, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. What is the leaven of the Pharisees? What is the leaven of the Sadducees? It is their doctrine. It is their understanding of the word. It is their understanding of God. It is, it is their false. Because here's the thing. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself following people who have a knowledge of God, but no conviction of God. And these are people you need to be careful of. Because if you speak from a place of knowledge, but not a place of conviction, hmm. These are the situations where you find people who say one thing and do another thing. Hypocrites. That's how the Bible classifies. That's how Jesus classifies. When you say one thing and you do another thing, that's hypocritical. So if you... And you know, funny enough, I posted something on Instagram last night. And I said, be careful of the people you follow. Especially the ones that you deem spiritual authorities. Even me. Test me. Test this spirit that's speaking to you right now. Discern what I'm saying. Discern if it's God speaking or if it's something like God that is pretending to be God. Discern. And if you feel like I am not the right person, unfollow, unsubscribe, go. 
find someone who will speak sound doctrine and who will speak the word of God and not their experience. We're supposed to use our experiences as something to relate, to say, this is where I used to be, but I recognize that it was wrong, and by the saving power of God, I have changed my ways. Not to use our experiences to diminish the word of God or to make comfortable ourselves. Ooh. Anyway. I want to refer you to another to another um, scripture, Galatians chapter uh, 5, speaks to the same thing. I really hope that this, this, this episode, though it seems like it's all over the place, I really pray that the Holy Spirit leads you into what you need to know from this episode because it's so deep, y'all. It's really so deep. Anyway, let me read this for you. I'm going to read it in the um, Amplified because it, it breaks it down nicely. I'm reading from verse 8. From verse 7. You were running the race nobly. Who has interfered? Who hindered and stopped you from heeding and following the truth? This goes back to that thing I was saying about being careful about the people you follow. Because the people you follow have have the ability to influence you whether you like it or not. The people you give access to you have the ability to influence you whether you are like it or not. These things happen subconsciously. If someone says something that is contrary to the word of God and you believe or deem them to be a authority in the things of God, you will question it and be like, well, if so-and-so says it's not that deep, then clearly it's not that deep. You see, you haven't even gone to consult the word of God. You've made a decision based on what they say instead of what God says. So here's the question. Identify who has interfered and stopped you from heeding and following the truth. This evil persuasion is not from God who called you. Verse 9. A little leaven. Remember I said what leaven is. But the Amplified opens it up nicely. It says, a little leaven, and in brackets it says, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers, leaven the whole lamp. Then it continues to say, it perverts the whole concept of faith and misleads the whole church. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of listening to someone who's not directly pointing you... This is what I'm not saying don't follow people who don't talk about God. I'm saying the ones who say they will talk about God and that they are in a position to talk about God, they need to be talking about God and not about themselves and God adjacent. Be careful. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. I love how Jesus says to the disciples, take heed because as you journey, you're going to come across these people. And I'm not calling them false teachers. I really am not saying that they are false teachers. I'm just saying that it's such a slippery slope. It's such a slippery slope to having people be misled and make certain decisions based on what you say. So this is two parts. Even you as an audience member, as, as, as a loyal subscriber, as someone who loves this content, you have a responsibility to discern. You have a responsibility to discern. Okay? Because like I said, sometimes some people aren't aware that this is what I've started doing, that I've drifted from doing, you know, the ways of God accurately and fully. So you have a responsibility to take the time to assess whether or not this is in agreement, this is in alignment with the word of God. Okay? As you journey, you're going to come across things that make you question 
that are going to make you want to stop walking, that are going to make you want to diminish the importance of the instructions of God. Certain things, you're going to be like, hey, it's not that deep. I can do that. I can do that. God still loves me. Yes, he does. But don't take God for a fool because God is not a fool. There's consequence for everything you do, good or bad. You will reap what you sow. And this is not me threatening you. This is me being realistic. You will reap what you sow. If you pursue things outside of God's will, you will reap consequences that are outside of God's will for your life. That's just on period. That's just on period. I love you. I pray blessings on you. I pray peace for you and your household. I pray joy abounding, abounding to you. Grace, mercy, righteousness, all of these amazing things. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Abide Podcast. Uh, I hope you are edified more than anything. If you are on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like, to comment, and to share. Hit the notification bell. Just a quick shout out. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the amazing subscriber who gave me a super thanks. Thank you, thank you for giving me a super thanks. I really appreciate it. It was my first super thanks ever and it felt so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From myself, Mrs. L, that's Michelle Kalini. <laughs> Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening or watching this to. Bye, guys.